Nine minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. We kick things off with our wrap of the top business stories, taking a look at what's happening in the world of money and power. And uh, Makwe Masilela, founder and chief investment officer at Makwe Fund Managers, is my guest, and he joins me now on the line. Brur, who's it? Sweet no smog, man. Sweet no smog, Makwe. I want us to start off there with uh, Master Drilling, and uh, we'll take a look at Avenge and Old Mutual. But um, Master Drilling, uh, I guess uh, their geographic diversification certainly helping them out during this difficult moment. A strong showing in dollar terms, and also a strong showing uh, in rand terms as well. Definitely, you know, the guys are operating, and as you said, you know, we know back home here, because of the hard economic conditions, hard lockdown conditions, they couldn't operate that well, but, and hence revenue here were down, but for the fact that the likes of India, Africa, Scandinavian countries, the guys had, I mean, lockdowns were not that bad, Mm. and also those guys had some stimulus package, so that managed to offset the negative impact that the company had back home here. But yes, as they said, they entered 2020 even before COVID issues. I mean, it was already difficult for them. But like you said, diversification continues to be the key. Mm. And then also the guys want to make sure that they improve, come with no technology to make sure that things get to be done much better and more efficiently. And their pipeline is just very, very, very decent, to be honest. Mm, mm. Let's talk about their capital spend there, Mark. I mean, you spoke about the, the idea of innovation. I mean, when you're in a space like this, you know, a big chunk of your capital spend is about making sure that all of your drill types are in good condition and that you, I guess, get new ones uh, where you need to. But it's also about trying to find new ways and staying ahead of the technological innovation curve. What have they done here? It seems an acquisition, I guess, might have contributed to that pursuit. Definitely. And, you know, I think a simple principle to make money, you need to, to spend, spend money. Yes. You know, as simple as that. And yes, you're not going to make back that money overnight. And you just have to have a plan. And I think those are the very basics that should be applied mm. to almost every business that guys spend money wisely, have a strategy. How are you going to go out of this? And yes, as you are saying, we don't expect to make those returns overnight. Mm. And investors happen to be very patient. And I think the way they're approaching things, and Master Tredley, this should be paying off, you know. Before we know it, the guys will be printing money again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, certainly a good showing there uh, by uh, a master drilling. And uh, as Marco is saying, I guess uh, a lot of that uh, coming through uh, on the back of uh, a very strong showing in some of the operations in Scandinavia, South America and elsewhere. Makwe, we also saw the uh, numbers for Old Mutual coming out today. And uh, I often say, you know, if you've got any insurance leg to your business, uh, COVID-19 has probably been the worst time for you. Um, premiums are slowing. You know, your liabilities uh, spike up on the back of uh, higher than expected mortalities. Um, how has that affected Old Mutual? Uh, in a very bad way, you know, profits down over 51% as much as the guys made like uh, that uh, profit slump, but at least they tried to at least give us some dividend, even though mm. that dividend is 53% less than what we had before. But I think we need to understand something with this kind of business. Insurance is one of the easiest things to cancel when you are in financial difficulties. People don't know. Mm. You might still keep that car, but you can cancel the insurance. You might cancel that life cover or 
of or RA, people won't know about it. And secondly, whatever premiums that we pay every month, they get to be invested in markets. Lower interest rates, unfortunately, didn't work for them. Mm-hmm. As we know that our interest rates are at record low levels. So now as a result, to see the credit losses affecting them just like their peers and also the sales volumes. Remember, with the hard lockdown, people could not do even face-to-face or door-to-door sales. It was not easy and not everyone could adapt immediately mm. to start using your Zoom stuff like that to be able to do the sales. And yes, the guy said to pay almost 13 billion when it comes to mortality claims. But remember, Liberty two weeks back or one and a half weeks back as well mentioned that they had to pay almost 11.7 billion when it comes to mortality and disability claims. So as we are saying, this was expected. And also, you have to make a good provision for those kind of claims and any impairments thereof. So that definitely, as you said in Mm. our intro, as long as you are in, you have any lack of insurance in this kind of circumstances, unfortunately, you couldn't hide from COVID-19. Mm. But the opposite holds, you know, when everything is honky-dory, when markets are going up, when the economy is doing okay, these are some of the guys who continue yeah, to make good true. money. But remember, on mutual poor performance, they lost investor confidence. Mm. And also that issue of uh, Peter Moyer is still with yeah. them. They still have to regain investment our confidence going forward. But hey, we hope they will get there. And this is the second biggest mm. insurer in the country. Yeah, certainly, I guess, as you're saying, the, the shadow of uh, Peter Moyo looming large uh, over his uh, successor there, Ian Williamson. But uh, Mark, I mean, we know, just like with the comment on master drilling and some of their capital spend, we know a big part of capital spend in the financial services sector has been about the, you know, trying to digitize and automate customer journeys and customer experiences. Um, And one would think Old Mutual is no different here. They've tried to introduce this direct digital channel now using email, USSD, WhatsApp to do anything from paying funeral claims right through to, I guess, you know, uh, facilitating, uh, you know, I guess people taking their money out or or trying to sort of uh, exit their investments very early. Uh, let's talk about the, the adoption and the traction that some of these digital channels have experienced because I guess it's always a critical part of even some of their cost containment measures. It's a wise move, but I think I uh, will have, I mean, all mutual is not operating at the level where the likes of Liberty and Discovery mm. are operating. Mm. You know, you're operating at a very low to, to, to middle to lower. Yes, you still have the elite as part of your clients, but that's not a bulk of it. So some of your clients, they still believe in the feel and touch. They still believe that I cannot be doing all these things online. I still have to have a face-to-face contact. So all I'm trying to say is well and good to introduce that. We need that, but they don't have to go overboard and try to compete with the likes of Discover or Liberty when it comes to that, because their client base, those other ones, it's easy for them to accept it. And yes, it's very interesting that, hey, COVID made us to change things. We have to move this way, you know. This whole world of the face-to-face is coming to an end. Mm. The face-to-face, guys, is not true. People still have those kind of beliefs that... So my point here is let's balance whatever we want to do. Let us not go overboard because you still have people who want to have that feel. How many people have adopted into the new way of banking? People still believe going into banks, some of them. People still believe to talk to a consultant face-to-face. So yes, all mutual is a wise move, but they have to be careful not to compete with the other guys who usually save the upper end of the market. But Mm. yeah, it's big ups and hopefully it will pay off because some of their clients will 
will definitely adopt and adapt to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and Mark, I mean, talking about having to adapt and adopt, um, some interesting things happening and coming out of Nigeria, that uh, you know, continent's most populous nation, uh, ma- major oil producer on our continent, uh, but also, uh, I guess if we think in absolute terms, uh, probably uh, the continent's largest economy. And it seems now a very interesting play on the trade policy side, um, deciding to make the exchange rate flexible. And uh, they did have a regime, of course, which... Um, gave some partial flexibility here, but it seems now uh, effectively doing away with uh, some of the fixing of the exchange rate. What is this going to mean for Nigeria? I think you said it, you know, know, that the money and power, Baba, that's all you have to do. The guys also need that World Bank loan of 1.5 billion. Some of the conditions were that, hey, you have to do something about your foreign exchange. And it's the way to go. And this is something that the guys, unfortunately, they couldn't run away from it forever. But yes, that will do them well as an economy. That will continue to attract investors. As we know that at some point, it has been opened up to investors. But now it's all the transactions. And also the issue that people maybe have worries that they're unable to take their money out of Nigeria. Uh, uh, take MTN itself. You know, they said sure. in their results last time that they are uncertain whether they will be able to get their proceeds out of Nigeria. You don't need instances like that. So we hope this whole thing will open up. We don't want an issue where, as we're talking now, they're estimating the IMF that there might be almost two billion dollars uh, in shortage. Mm. That was in February. You don't need to operate in a country like that. Like you said, this is Africa's largest economy, so it should open up 110%, and it will do them well going forward. As we've seen, that the minute to open up, there will be some few challenges, but in the long run, it's got its own benefits as you'll be able to attract decent investors but as we said this is money and power Mm. guys with that they will continue to detect the terms you will try to run away and try to resist but at some point you'll just have to make sure that you know what you do what they ask you to do you know you know what one of the biggest concerns is for me mark a lot of the countries on our continent which are faced i mean if you maybe put aside say zimbabwe that are faced with, you know, um, one currency devaluation issues, as can be expected if, you know, your main export is oil, uh, also happen to be the countries that are, I guess, in many cases, often short of foreign exchange for some of the sectors that are aimed at diversifying their economy. So, you know, you end up with a situation where you you get ton loads of dollars coming into your country when the oil price is good. But Mm -hmm. when things sort of plateau for a little bit, some of the, you know, automakers or some of the telecoms or even secondary and tertiary industry in your country can't even get dollars uh, the moment there's just a marginal shift you know in in your oil price i mean it it just doesn't make sense it it doesn't and but the fact that you've got something which is fixed that you saw you easily create a black market and people will hold those dollars waiting for the right time to be able to start selling them in the black market at higher rates Mm. so it's not that is also another disadvantage but you are right it doesn't attract the right investments. And we know that how many percent, 60% of their foreign earnings is from oil. And now it's also the likes of Angola as well. And we know the stories we shop right in mm. Angola. Mm. So you are right. They've got that. Uh, is it a template or what? That the guys have got a tendency of running uh, out of dollars. And it's not supposed to be happening like that. Yeah, I mean, if you've got an economy of um, how many people are in Nigeria? I think 175 million. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
more than three times what we have here. I think it's around 175 million people in Nigeria. Um, massive consumer market. Um, and, you know, I mean, you find yourself in a fix where you can't even import machinery or even, you know, import some of the things that are needed supply by that consumer market. Not, I mean. Yeah, the supply chain is not right because it kills businesses as well. Ay, 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 ay. Makwe, I mean, let's talk here. I don't know. Um, in terms of Avenge. Um, and I, I guess that's the only thing I can say. Can I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to comment about Look, I mean, the chef, I, I never thought in my life, right? Ever since I started covering some of this work, um, I never thought I'd, I'd be talking about Avenge's share price at around four cents. Sure. In a context yeah. of me saying Ufugilu Malamban. I mean, you, you can no, then yeah, imagine right. where, where that share price was. But Avenge, at some point, uh, and uh, you'll certainly touch on this, Mark, where it was one of the more recognizable household names in the world of construction in South Africa. Sure. Um, they sold a lot of the businesses that they had in their stable. Um, and it seems, I guess, you know, that geographic diversification, again, uh, the fact that much better than expected performance out in a resilient market in Australia, uh, and even the promise of a lot of uh, state contracts on the back of a lot of infrastructure spending that's been promised certainly has given, I guess, shareholders a more positive uh, outlook when it comes uh, to this particular entity. Uh, but what do you make of this one, Mark? Maybe let's start by saying, will a share price have a negative uh, a, a price? No. So if a share is trading at one cent, what is the worst that can happen? Half a cent. Half a cent, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> and the guys, their rights issue were like at 1.5 cents. And this is the company, as you said, that started as a construction company. But hey, they operate in your steel, your energy, your water. So the guys managed, you know, to restructure themselves, you know. Mm. They're no longer seen as a construction company, as I say, and also diversification. And it took them some time for them to get where they are. And I think uh, shareholders, they just showed them that, listen, we believe in you. Mm. Those uh, first rights issue, they were oversubscribed. And other people were even prepared to pay five cents instead of 1.5 cents. And now the other guys who are now willing to, and the guys who will go ahead with that extra 100 million with no fees. How do you underwrite something with no fees? That just shows you the kind of demand which is out there. But you are right, Ufugile, in the sense of people manage to get to a strategy, they stick to it, and now it's paying off, and mm-hmm. hopefully with a decent pipeline, and that doesn't get disappointment from our infrastructure spend, that something happens to just remain a pipeline, never come to fruition, then yes, something should come out. And anyway, their latest results, they managed to show us that they managed to see from a headline loss mm-hmm. to a headline earning. So it shows you that steady but sure, the guys are gradually getting there. Yeah, yeah. And when I say Ufugilu Malamban, I mean, you know, who would have thought um, around 2017-18 that Avenge would have an oversubscribed rights offer? Sure. I mean, even though it's much smaller than maybe what one would have thought, say, around 2010 or so. Uh, yeah. But uh, to target raising 300 million and then people come through and give you 392 million and then still say, if you want more, we can still give you more. <laughs> ah, my boy. Ah. And the market value of that company is just around 700 million or so. Imagine. So the cash managed, managed to raise more than half ah, of the value of the company. I think many small businesses that are listening to this would wish 
to raise half of their valuation, um, you know, for, for, for whatever ambitious expansion plans there might be. Mark, well, let's talk about the debt of Avenge. I mean, one, one of the issues that they were faced with was, you know, the uh, their liabilities really being out of kilter with their asset base and uh, I guess even their revenue base as well. Where, where are we in terms of turning the corner there? We know the guys have done very well. I think the debt was sitting at almost 2.1 billion. Mm. So with that, they've managed to at least be able to reduce it to almost 1.1 billion. And I think their target is to get that debt to almost a billion. Yes, that will still be more than the market value of the company, but the guys will have reduced the debt by almost half. And it shows you that it is like it in some way. And it's not a question of raising money to just use that as part of your capital or your day-to-day running of mm. the company company expenses, they just have a plan in place. But I think reducing debt by almost half is a very good sign. And we hope from generating positive cash flows, we will continue to reduce that debt. We don't want you to reduce debt by just continuing to, to do a right issue or raising capital or more. You know, you just want to do that. Yes, you just got a good start. So yes, give us positive uh, cash flows, then use part of that money to repay debt. Even if you don't pay us dividends, it's okay. Hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, they have a lot of confidence. Uh, and I guess, you know, the big story here, Mark, for me, uh, just as we wrap up, uh, is that uh, there are certain entities and specific sectors whose entire business model is reliant on the appetite for government to spend capital. Yes. And I think this is one of those. Not true. Mark, I see you a lot. Thank you. Hola. Makwe Masilela, the Chief Investment Officer and Founder at Makwe Fund Managers, speaking to us this evening and, uh, yeah, uh, giving us uh, the latest there. And, uh, yeah, you might not agree with me, but uh, when it comes to Avenge, wazawafu gumalamban.